Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, so welcome to another edition of the Readerly Report. Gail and I are going to be discussing, since we did the longest books that you can read last week, we are going to do the short books that you can read too. If you have a goal for the end of the year and you want to read a certain amount of books and you need some help getting to it, we've got some good short books that you can read that'll help you along. Yeah, we're getting into that crazy time of year where everyone gets super busy, but if you want to keep reading and you want to be able to accomplish something, I feel like you're adding to your list and getting some stuff done. These are some good ones to pick up that won't take too long to finish. So, but let's kick it off with our usual. Okay. Uh, So tell us what you've been reading. How's that going? (laughs) So I'm trying to remember what I had finished last we spoke. Um, I think last time we spoke, I has just picked up one day in December by Josie Silver. Oh, okay, so you have an update on that one, right? Yeah, so I had finished Red Clocks, and I was feeling um, a little weighted, because <laughs> that's a weighty <laughs> book. So I picked up One Day in December, which is something that I think I'd gotten at Book Expo. It came out in October by Josie Silver, and it was exactly what I needed when I picked it up. It is about a woman who's on a bus in London. She's like 23 years old. She looks out the window. She sees this guy. They meet eyes. There's this instant connection between the two of them, but then the bus pulls away and he disappears. And it's all about the next 10 years of their lives and how they are in and out of each other's lives. She does eventually find him, but it's not under the best of circumstances. And it's about, you know, do they maintain that connection? How do they, you know, what happens to it? And it just was a really satisfying book. It's, again, it's not like heavy literature. It's not, you know, going to win major awards in the Goodreads end of the year thing. But it was just like what I needed when I picked it up. And I just flew through it, which, as you know, is really rare for me. I don't fly through anything. So <laughs> I could not put this one down. I was cramming this all over the place. And um, and I really enjoyed it. And it's not so short. It's like 400 pages. And it's still, I just flew by. I did not want this book to end. Well, that's what happens when you're like really into a book. Mm-hmm. And you have those moments where you just have to keep going back for another couple of pages. Yep. That's what you were saying last week, that like when you're really into the book, you don't notice the length. It doesn't matter how long it is. You just want to enjoy it and read it. That's how I felt about this. I mean, it's not, it's not super, it, it, it goes fast and the print is big. I mean, it's whatever, it's 400 pages, but it's probably not like, it's probably more like a 330 page book, but it was, it was really good. So I liked it. And, uh, I, you know what I did, Nicole, for the first time, I put it up for swap on, um, the Spivey book club swap group. Really? Yes. I really wanted baby teeth because you've talked it up or you've at least intrigued me enough about it. And so I posted this and I said, I have this to swap for baby teeth. And within like 10 minutes, someone was like, yes. And in fact, a minute later, someone else said this, they would swap for that same combination. 
Look at you. Yeah. Just branching out. I know. I'm a so, little sad to let this one go, to be honest. I was about to say, but you loved it so much. I know. And I'm, I'm regretting that a little bit. But I You couldn't also, find something else to swap? Well, that's the problem because the ones to swap are mostly TBR books. Because you remember, I just got rid of like 300 books or more, 400. I got rid of so many books. If I had known about that swap book club thing, I might have <laughs> I might have held a few in reserve. <laughs> but I got rid of all this stuff that I think is good, and the rest is TBR, and I haven't yet decided to get rid of them, or they're on my permanent shelves. So this one could have made it to the permanent shelf, but you know what? I just was like, I'm, this is the new me. I'm like, I'm just getting rid of stuff. So um, I'm, I'm, and I do really want to read Baby Teeth, and so I'll just, I'll just put it back out there. I figure one day in December I'll, I'll come across it at some used book sale in like a year, and then I'll just buy it then. Mm-hmm. And this is an arc, so anyway. And then, oh, I started a new audiobook, and I wanted to tell you this too because it's a book you and I talked about. Um, on the on the show that you and I both had on a list of anticipated books, and it is the adults. Oh, okay, is it Caroline Hulse? Is that her last name? Yes. Is that her first name? I don't even know if that's her name. Um, I started an audio. It's fine. It's not grabbing me, but I mean, I've I've I haven't listened to it in like three days, just because I've been like with the kids and haven't had time to myself. But um, it's fine. I mean, I think it'll be like a good. It'll be a good audio book to pass the time, but I don't think it's going to be, like, my most favorite book of the year. Right. Yeah, I had read a couple of pages of that book, and I, and I was feeling like I was just going to pass on it. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know when I get further into it if it's if it's worth um, giving more time to. It's out this month? Oh, I think it's been out longer than that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look it up on Amazon and see... Uh, oh, you're right. It's coming out now, November 27th. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, you're reading it. You're reading ahead for once. Oh, my God. That never Cause, happens. Because you thought it was out already. I wonder if this came out in it's for, it, she's um, English. And I wonder if it came out. No, I guess it didn't. Wow. Look at that. I am ahead of the game. That never, ever, ever You're happens. just changing up so many things. <laughs> all all so your good habits happening. are rubbing off on me. I'm purging books. I'm reading in advance. <laughs> That's what happens. All right, so we tell me about what you. Do. What are you reading? We don't know what to do with you. What am I reading? I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm in this weird limbo where I'm not... I think I'm just... I've fallen into self-help books and I can't get up. Oh, my God. I'm still reading my The Daily Stoic and and I was reading something else self-helpy. I'm having a moment. <laughs> you need a self-help book for people who are addicted to self-help books. Right. Yeah. Yep. What about yeah, the really re- long book you were reading? Reading those business. Oh, I finished that one. Oh. The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really like that one. There were some parts that I felt like there were characters that I wanted to know more about their story, but it was, I don't know. It was like this fun, whimsical read. It was weird because on the what it's like, it's set in the 1700s. It's sort of like this Charles Dickens style book about prostitution. And it's about this, I don't know, sort of this prostitution prostitute who ends up 
marrying this man who owns a mermaid and how that changes their life, how it changes them. But it really goes into sort of the grim choices that women women have in that field. It's such a it's such an odd book. You can't even describe it. It's just like there's so many things going on that were just sort of eye-opening and informative, but at the same time, it's a little bit of magical realism. So you're like, what's going on here? It's it's an interesting book. I definitely see why so many people love it and it's getting buzz and stuff. I give it a good 3.75 to 4 stars. <laughs> Very precise. <laughs> um, I just think that Goodreads rating system is awful because... As you and I have talked about this, three always seems too low. Four usually seems too high. I mean, you can't do what you just did, which I love. Right. Yeah. Yeah, nothing is ever a three for me. I I don't even know if I finish books that I think are three. Like, I feel like the adults might be a three, 3.25. Yeah. I get that from the first chapter or two. I'm just like, I'm not going to read this. But unless you... Tell me it miraculously changes. What I think is going to happen is these characters that felt a little stock at the beginning hopefully will become more interesting, and then there's going to be some secrets revealed, and then they're going to get tangled up. So that'll be interesting. It'll get interesting. Yeah. It sounds like it's a good airplane book, or it's a good, Mm. you find yourself in a beach house with nothing to read, and then there's the adults on the shelf. Which is like the lowest of all low bars, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, we got to get you out of self-help back to the world of fiction, coax you back in. Oh, Nicole, though, what are you going to do tomorrow? Are you going to go buy the Michelle Obama book? Probably. I just asked for it for my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, your birthday's coming up. Yeah, it is. When is it? Uh, December 11th. Oh, December 11th. Okay. Yeah, so mine is right before yours, so... I just asked for it for my birthday because there's no way I'm going to get that book for free anywhere. I'm not I'm not getting it as a review copy. It's not getting from the library because the hold list is going to be, you know, 7,000 people. So I just asked for it. Have you seen that they're OK? So as we suspected, pretty much no one got it. But like major news outlets or, mm-hmm. you know, I think Robin Roberts got it because she's going to be on 2020 or she had like a special episode. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, um, I didn't see the episode, but I saw that she's going to have an episode. What is that? That sound? Yeah. Gumdrop. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gosh. Infertility. Mm-hmm. So I guess both Sasha and Malia were in vitro and marriage counseling with Obama. Ooh, I never heard about that. Yeah. Well, I guess because he was just gone all the time or writing his books all the time or whatever. And, and I guess that gets old. Even though you understand, it's still not easy. Did she say that both Sasha and Malia are in vitro? I think so. You know, my kids were in vitro too, so I'm going to be in, in very intrigued to read that. Yeah. And it's funny because my friend, um, she's just like, I don't know if I want to know this about Michelle. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to read it now. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's I a deterrent in terms of, you know, mm. is it going to be like she's trying to be too much of a real person and tell us things that are disappointing? 
So I, I don't think those things are disappointing, though. I think that makes her... My God, not at all. Relatable, but... Um, it's funny. My husband sent me a an article, and I only read the headline. I didn't click through because he sends me so many articles that if I read them all, like I wouldn't have enough time to do anything else. But I, I'm wondering if the headline that I read was also something from the book where it said something like, Michelle Obama says she will never forgive Trump for the birther movement. Was that, yes. Is that in there too? Mm-hmm. Yes. And she also apparently loves G.W. Bush. Oh, I've been, I've known that for a while. Yeah. Like, you know, they, she says that she adores him and they always bond. Sit together. Yeah. I mean, you saw the little clip of him offering her a piece of candy during the John McCain funeral. No. Did you see that? Oh, it was very sweet. They're like sitting in the front row of the cathedral um, where the service was going on. And you just see like region take out this mint and give it to her. And it's just, it's very sweet. They, they, have, <laughs> they seem to have a very sweet friendship. I like that. I'll have to YouTube it. I'm sure yeah. it's Oh yeah, YouTube. you'll find it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so I think that catches us up. Yeah, so should we jump into... Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I didn't say what I was reading. Um, okay. Which is, um, I'm reading my third of the year Taylor Jenkins read book, which is... Oh, gosh. Which is <laughs> The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I finally have... You're going to have to be careful. You're going to burn out on her. That's like reading too many Ellen Hildebrands or something right after the yeah. other. Well, the good news is that they her books seem to be very different, one from the next, in terms of the plot, and at least with Evelyn Hugo, the setting... Oh, that's good. Yeah. So what my plan is to finish that and then wait you out till you have finished Daisy Jones in print so that you'll send me Daisy Jones in print and I won't have to read it in um, Kindle, which I don't want to read on Kindle. Okay. So that's my plan. Whether you agree with it or not, that's my plan. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Um, okay, so let's get into short books. Why don't we give little snippet reviews here of our short books? We'll, we'll do a um, you know mirror our our reviews with the length of the books. Okay, you want to start? Okay, so the first book I have on my list is another Brooklyn by Jacqueline Woodson. It was actually the first book that I read by her. Um, she does a lot of. I think she does a lot of YA and her books tend to be poetry mm-hmm. or in verse. So this one was not in verse, which, you know, I had wanted to read some Jacqueline Woodson, but I'm not big on verse. Yeah. So I was all over this book. And, you know, she is a beautiful writer. Like she is writing about these girls who are coming of age in Brooklyn. I think lots of them either have issues with their mothers or they don't have mothers in the houses and just their experiences growing up and having their first experiences with boys and navigating the world of men. So I don't know. It was just a really beautiful book. I'm looking at that on my shelf right now. I never read it. Um, it's only 177 pages. Yeah. I definitely want to read that book. It's just sitting right here. Yeah, coming of age and friendship and, you know, navigating burgeoning sexuality in a world that is not always safe for young girls. So also very timely. Is this the one where one of them gets pregnant? Uh, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a few years. Okay. I don't think that if, if that's the case, I don't think I've given away anything that was 
like a big no, or anything. No. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. So my first short book is called Department of Speculation by Jenny Offil, O-F-F-I-L. And um, I read this a while ago, and I haven't looked at it in a while, but I just remember adoring this book. I think that it is about a couple with a small kid that lives in Brooklyn, and I think that he cheats on her, and they move out to the suburbs. Does that sound right? They move Um, out to the suburbs and try to sort of repair their marriage. But it is just so well-written, and it's like kind of sort of stream of consciousness and again I can't even remember all of the details of this book other than the fact that I just loved it my my friend Tawana and I were reading this at the same time and we were just gushing over it I really love this book too and it was interesting because I was talking to this guy who uh, he's usually at the regular restaurant that I'm at that's in my neighborhood And this was also when another book had come out that was getting a lot of acclaim. And I thought that they were, they had similar structures and he didn't like this one, but he liked the one that was by this guy. And I can't remember what it is, which I read and did not like. And I just remember being annoyed at him because it's just like, of (laughs) course, you will like pretty much the same content coming from a dude. But Mm, when it's a woman, he had issues with it. I'd love to know what that one was. Uh, I have to look on my Audible because I think I tried to listen to it on audio. And I'll... uh, Um, It says... (laughs) Here's somebody's uh, somebody's review on Goodreads who gave this book two stars. It's going to take special readers to appreciate this book. If you want short, random, terse, pithy, disconnected statements, several to the page concerning a marriage and its woes, this is your book. It's like, uh, yes, (laughs) yes to all of that. That is what I want. Um, (laughs) It says, however, doubtlessly many will find the structure and the random thoughts more aggravating than informative. This is definitely a polarizing book. So, you you know, even if you look at the reviews on Goodreads, there's almost as many five stars as there are like three stars or two stars. Um, But that's interesting because I really liked it once I got to the and I'm not a short like I don't really like short and pithy or whatever, whatever, but I you know, really dug what she did with this one. Yeah. Love this book. Like I'm not a Hemingway fan for that reason. Oh no, it's not, it's not, um, terse and minimalist like Hemingway. I hate Hemingway. Um, it's just that it's not, um, linear and flowery. Like it's right. It's very expressive and emotional. Oh, it's such a good book. 1004 by Ben Lerner. Oh, 1004. I don't know if I never read that, but I'm curious now. Is that 10 like the number or 10 T E N? Yeah, 10 like the number, like the time, 1004. Oh. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that book just got, it got so much acclaim. I don't think I could finish it. Or did I read 1004? Yeah, it was 1004 that I tried. It's it's a relatively short book if you're looking for something. It's 256 pages, which I think is, you know, I think we're going to try to keep ours right around, hovering around 200 or less. But Can I tell you, there's, I'm on um, Amazon, and uh, one of the reviews that they quote in the, in the, you know, in the listing, 
says, Mr. Lerner is among the most interesting young American novelists at present. At present. In 1004, he's written a striking and important novel of New York City because he's cognizant of both past and present. He's a walker in the city in conscious league with Walt Whitman. <laughs> oh, gosh. They also say on Goodreads that Jonathan Franzen called it hilarious and crackingly intelligent and original in every sentence. So... Hmm. I found it incredibly annoying. The smattering of reviews or the spread of reviews for this book is the same as as Department of Speculation. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Who knows? I could have. I thought this book was sort of pretentious. Yeah. And I think I was probably annoyed because, like I said, the narrative structure was very similar to um, Jenny Offel's book. So that they are getting the same kinds of criticisms and praise is really interesting. But like I said, it was interesting when I talked to the guy and um, he did not like Jenny's book, but he liked Ben's. Mm, I can see why that was irritating. So irritating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you got next? All right. So Foe by J.M. Cudsey. Hmm. Um, this is, gosh, I think he's like such a polarizing South African author that people, um, have lots to say about, but this book, as I check to see if this is the one that I actually think it is, it was so just gut wrenching. I don't know that one. I've only read one. I've read Disgrace. No. Actually, I was thinking about disgrace. I don't know. Oh. So they're by the same <laughs> yeah. by the same author. So Faux is the one. It's also very short. It's 157 pages, and it was it was it was really interesting because it is um, a retelling of the Robinson Crusoe story. I had I had problems with this one, but I really did like Disgrace, which I also think is pretty short. It is short. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to pick it up and tell you right now how many pages it is. Um, Disgrace uh, is the one 200. about... Yeah, 220. This is the one about the guy who goes to visit his daughter. Yes. And there's some... I have to tell you, like, I don't remember a whole lot of this book. Sorry, I'm walking away from my mic. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about this book, but there is a scene with some violence against a puppy. Do you remember that? No. I remember being really saddened by that. And at that, whenever I think of that book, I think about that, that there is like animal cruelty in there and it made me sad. But it, that is a harsh book. Yeah, there's cruelty all over the all place over the in place. that book. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because he is someone who I guess he's a professor who's had some sort of sexual run in. Yeah with a student and you're not quite sure what has happened there. Like there is a lot of ambiguity around his, his role with the student and what happened between them. And, you know, you sort of reading between the lines of what he is saying that has happened. And it's juxtaposed with a visit to his daughter where they are, you know, this set in South Africa. So I think that they are having problems with land ownership and with the neighbors and, you know, like his family, the family is attacked while he's there. Yeah. And the nature of the attack, you know, 
there's just all sort of questions and like this uneasy look at his behavior and what's happened with his family. Yeah. There's this sort of like constant undercurrent of violence throughout that whole book. Yeah. It's, it's an uneasy read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very tense. Yeah. Um, lots going on with the people. I probably was very, you know, knowing me and animals, I was probably very upset about whatever happened with the puppy. So don't remind me. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to go with um, On Chesil Beach for my next pick. That is um, Ian McEwen. It's really short. I'm going to pick that up, too. Let's see. How long is this one? This one is... This one's really short. And it's a really small book, too. So it's 203 pages. You could probably read this in, like, an hour. Um, and it is about this newlywed couple. I'm going to say it's, like, the 1960s. And they go on their honeymoon in in this resort in England and they try to consummate their marriage and they're both very inexperienced and it kind of, everything goes wrong and it's very sad. It's about this couple that can't communicate with each other and how this one like sort of bad afternoon just sets this spiraling downward spiral of this young marriage and um, it's good. It just came out. Actually, there was a movie adaptation of it that came out this summer, which I did not see. But um, I'm kind of intrigued by it. So that's a super short one. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I, I was thinking of watching it. Is that also Circe Ronan? I believe it is. Because she was also in Atonement, I think. Really? Or was that... Um, oh, I can see her face. Did... did now I'm gonna have to look it up. Kira Knightley. Oh yes, it is Kira Knightley. Actually, they may both be in it. They may both be right. Let me see how much. Maybe they're both in both. Is is Kira Knightley in both of them? All right, hold on. Let's see, Atonement. Uh, 2007. That's it, right? It's definitely Kira Knightley. Forecast and crew. James McAvoy. Sear Saronin. She plays a 13-year-old in that movie. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. she's in both of them. And then Chesil Beach is Circe Ronan. I don't think um, Keira Knightley's in that one, too. Is she? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. No, it's just um, Circe Ronan. Okay. Okay. She must have a thing for Ian McEwen. She likes his writing. I like his writing. Yeah. So my next book is one that I really love. I don't read any Neil Gaiman, but I read this book called The Ocean at the End of the Lane. And I really loved it. Um, It's definitely got some magical realism in it. It's about a man who visits his childhood home after he attends a funeral. The house that he used to live in isn't there anymore, but then he encounters this farm that is near where he used to live and he starts to have these memories. I don't, it was so good. Like it's like, it's just about myth and stories and how things that happen can inform who we are. And it was just, it was just really good. I gave it five stars. I love that book. Wow. I'm surprised I don't mention it more. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it. 
so good. And and I really don't have any desire to read anything else about him, but it was just like about him, by him. But it was just so perfectly written. You know, like it was one of it was a short book, but I feel like you felt like you got a lot. Like there was a sense of not wanting the story to end, but it just felt like it was really complete and just really good. Hmm. I, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about it before. Um, well, it's definitely pre-podcast because it came out in 2013. That may be why. Yeah. So what other shorties have you got? Well, here's two collections of short stories. I'm going to lump these together even though they're different authors and they're not really all that similar. But um, the one is called American Housewife, and I'm blanking on who wrote that one. I'm going to look that Amer- Curtis, what? American Housewife. Oh, I know. Helen Ellis, was it? Yes, good good memory. Um, Helen Ellis. And then the other one is Single, Carefree, and Mellow by Catherine Heine. And both of them are short stories. Um, American Housewife is really inventive. And um, the stories are a little inconsistent, but some of them are just brilliant. And they're just about women. It says the dark world of domesticity. And it's... Most of them are in New York, um, and they're just these disturbed women. And they're, it's just a funny, quirky, dark book. And You're then, right. They're so uneven, the stories. They like, are there's the uneven. one about <laughs> There's the one about renting in New York, like condos or co-ops and the wars that go on between the tenants that is hysterical. Right. And then there's one about, like, maxi pads or tampons or some, one that was just like, what? Or, the, or bra fitter or something. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's they're definitely weird, weird stories. There's this one story about this person who goes on this reality TV show where they have to celebrities go to um, antique shows and buy up antiques. It was it, it's just bizarre, really bizarre. She but, has a new book coming out. Does she? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to read that. Is it um, a novel or is it stories? Um, I think it was, I think it's a novel. I hope it's a novel. Oh, I want to read that. Well, so I lumped that in with Single, Carefree, and Mellow by Catherine Heine, which is also a collection of stories about women, mostly women who are in unsatisfying relationships with men and they're lying to them or cheating on them or daydreaming about other people. Um, I really liked the Catherine Heine short stories. I wasn't as big of a fan of her novel that came out after that but the stories I thought were really good so, yeah I remember you mentioning that you didn't really like that so Helen Ellis's new book is Southern Lady Code it's coming out in April and um, it's it's a collection of essays on marriage and manners oh well that's something to look forward to so if it's essays maybe this is her life she was interesting because I think her big thing was she did not want children and she basically just sits at home and writes and her husband is fine with that. Like, that's just the way it is. That's what she does. She's a housewife with no children. Right. Um, that sounds awesome. Well, I know. For that I was one. like, I'm about it. All right. Well, you want short stories, check those two out. Neither one of them is very long. Okay. So there's this book called property by Valerie Martin, which I thought was really good. Oh, I read that one. Did you? I did. Did you like it? I did. Do you remember? Yeah. That it's, is, um, 
It's about slavery, right? Yeah, it's about this woman who is living on this plantation. And it's about her relationship with the slave that she has, Sarah. And it sort of explores, you know, the ways in which both these women are captive, of course. For Sarah, it's a more, it's a more real thing, but it also looks at being property. The book is called Property, is really transforms relationships and the dynamics between relationships and how Sarah feels about, you know, being owned and the ways that her, I guess, mistress finds herself, finds herself not as free as she would like to be. Yep. I have that. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. That was um, such a good, such a good, a really book. good book. Did you read her book? Um, Trespass? No. I like that one too. She also wrote Mary Riley, didn't she? Yes, she did. Yeah, there's a few books that I want to read by her. This was like, this book was so disturbing, but so well written. And just one of those books that just, you're in awe of, you know, how she even brought this together. Like how you sit and think about ways that you want to present such difficult subject matter. It's funny. And still have it be interesting. And I'm flipping through this book, and there are so many pages here that I dog-eared because of the writing on this book. Property? Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, rem- I remember really liking this book. It's intense. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like both of these, Property and Trespass. What's Trespass about? Trespass is, I read this a long time ago. It won the Orange Prize in 2003. It is about a woman whose kid is his her son is in college and he starts dating this woman who is a Croatian refugee. And she consents immediately when she meets this girlfriend that she doesn't trust the girlfriend. And you know, she can't figure out like is she just being sort of like a paranoid possessive mother or is there something going on with this girlfriend and what is, what is this girlfriend's agenda? And so it delves into like the girlfriend's background and then this whole relationship with the son. And it's, it's really good. I like both of these books quite a bit. Yeah. Trespass is like under 200 pages. I'm sorry. Property is under 200 pages. Yes. And that also won the orange prize. Oh no, you know what? Trespass didn't. Sorry. It was property. Property did. did. And it says winner of the orange prize. Right. That that means that's what they're just touting on trespass that she won the orange prize. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to pick a memoir for another short read, which is called rare bird. And it's, um, by a woman named Anna. uh, I think it's Winston Donaldson. She is actually a blogger in the DC area. She writes a a blog called an inch of gray and about seven years ago, her son was killed in this freak accident. He had gone into their backyard with some other neighborhood kids on the day of a very intense rainstorm here in the DC area. And he drowned in this Creek in their backyard and it's just this crazy story. And I remember actually hearing about it when it happened, um, just from among the, the DC blogger community. And um, then she wrote, so she, her blog took a very different turn. Um, and she was writing a lot about her son. And then she wrote this memoir about losing him. And it was so beautifully written, so honest, just devastating book. But 
um, really, really worth it. So I recommend if anyone follows her blog, An Inch of Grey, or knows anything about her, or just, you know, interested in this story, I thought that was a beautiful memoir. It's not very long either. I can't remember exactly, but it's it's pretty short. I was going to say, Marcy Dermansky's books are never very long. I really liked her book, The Red Car, and I really love Bad Marie. <laughs> oh, I've read Bad um, Mar- I've read the I've read that Red Car, but I haven't read Bad Marie. What is that? Bad Marie, she is just about this this woman who is a nanny to this couple, and she ends up becoming involved in the husband, and just basically everything that you do not want your nanny to be, this woman is, and she is completely unapologetic about it. She is she's employed as the housekeeper, and she takes care of the baby, but. She has just gotten out of prison where she, I think she was in for like armed robbery or murder, being accessory to murder or something. She has a murky past when she goes to become, to work in this couple's home. And it's just like all the bad stuff that happens. You know, it's, maybe it's sort of like a character study, but it was just one of those books where this woman is just unapologetically herself but at the same time just you just end up sort of rooting for her anyway even though she's completely horrible wow it was good i didn't like the red car as much i really loved bad marie and it's 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 212 pages so it's really short that sounds really good i'm gonna have to read that i like marcy Dermansky. <laughs> yeah if you like marcy Dermansky and you haven't read bad marie you should check it out i'd be curious to see if you like it as much you know i also don't have children so yeah yeah that's true (laughs) there is that i might feel differently (laughs) if it was like oh my god please i don't want to hire this woman right it's your worst nightmare okay well i have two more can we do two more really quick ones and I, i know i've talked about both of these on the podcast before so i won't get into them for too long one of them is a book that I talked a lot about, I feel like a few years ago when we started called The Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. That was your... That was my kitchens that year. Pre-kitchens. <laughs> Pre-kitchens. Kitchens. Um, that is, um, I'm going to get her last name wrong. It's uh, De Kierangal, K-E-R-A-N-G-A-L. And it is about um, a organ donation and a heart transplant that takes place in France. Um, and it's written from all the different perspectives of the people, um, involved. So the family of the person who ends up giving up his heart, the person, the family of the recipient, um, the nurse, the doctor who has to decide, you know, who gets the next organ uh, that's available for transplant. It just, it was a really, really beautifully written book. I'm really interested in organ donation and organ transplant. It's just one of those you know, you've got topics that you kind of gravitate towards in your reading, and this is one of them for me. So um, I highly recommend this book. It was translated from French, beautifully written, and not very long. And then the last one I want to put in a plug for, it's probably not a book people are going to be really eager to pick up, but it's called Graybar Hotel, and I think it's Peter Dawkins, is that his last name? Um, it is a collection of stories and... I think I've got his name wrong. Let me make sure I get this right in case anyone wants to check it out. Curtis Dawkins. Sorry, got his first name wrong. It's a collection of stories set in prison. 
And the author himself is in prison and has written this very much from his own experience, although it is fiction. And it's a collection of stories about many different aspects of prison life. Inmates, people who have loved ones in prison, people who've just gotten out of prison, what gets people into prison. Um, They're very obviously disturbing and sad in a lot of ways, but um, prison is another topic I find myself drawn to a lot in my fiction reading. And um, I, I respect this book a lot, and I like uh, I liked his writing, and I found it very interesting. So, and it's not like super, you know, violent or graphic, or you know, it's 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 not. There's nothing terribly difficult about reading, and it's just probably not a topic people like naturally grab from the shelf and they're like <laughs> after a long day and want to relax. But I thought it was good. Um, hopefully, these will give people some ideas for. Short reads for the holidays, stocking stuffers, small gifts. Books are always a good present. So, Yeah, and if you just want to you have that 52 books that you want to get to, if you're read, doing a book a week and you're a little bit behind. <laughs> That's a position I have found myself in many times. Some of these are page turners and short, so they'll help you out. Right. So, okay, until next time, happy reading. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com, and you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com, and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep reading.